How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just jump right into this week's subject. Uh, actually, before I talk about that, um, if you didn't have a chance yesterday to listen to uh, my first guest that I had on the podcast, my good friend Steven, he's uh, one of the, the best attraction coaches in, in all the U.S., and I had uh, the opportunity to, we used to work together, I had him on for about an hour or so to just get his input about pretty much everything that I was talking about throughout the week and just to chit chat with him and just to do some catch up. We haven't seen each other for a couple of years, but honestly, just a really, uh, I think, uh, we did a pretty good job, um, especially for it being my first time doing it. Um, but yeah, definitely look forward to those every Sunday. Um, and yeah, let's just jump into this week's pot or like uh, subject that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about Las Vegas. Uh, why Las Vegas, you may ask. Well, if you're new to this channel, um, essentially, I live in Las Vegas now. Uh, I'm not originally from here. I'm originally from uh, Florida. And I grew up in a small retirement beach town uh, called New Smyrna Beach, about 20 minutes south of Daytona Beach on the East Coast. Um, probably the best beach on the East Coast. <laughs> no bias. But no, seriously, though, it's a, it's a it's getting more popular now just because a lot more people from Orlando are, are, are learning about it. But when I was growing up as a kid, no one knew where New Smyrna was. Um, and then I eventually moved from there to Orlando, lived in downtown Orlando for a little bit, and then made the decision um, while I was living there. I had a great career. I was doing a whole bunch of stuff and made a decision with my best friend, my best female friend, and my little brother to just pretty much sell everything that we had quit our jobs and moved to Colombia. And essentially we, we were going to, the plan was to go backpacking through South America and through the world. Well, we landed in Colombia and some personal stuff happened with the, the whole group. And I chose to, to commit to just living in Colombia for a little bit, lived there for a couple of years. And my best guy friend and best girlfriend, um, they started dating each other, which was awesome. And their life brought them to Vegas. And I remember having conversations with my best friends, uh, like over Skype while we were living in Colombia. And at the time I was dating my, my now wife, but I was dating her. And um, I remember my best friend telling me, he was like, you know, I work for a pool party out here in Las Vegas. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, I've been to a couple, like the old ones, like rehab was, I remember going to that and thinking that was like such a big deal at the time um, out of the hard rock because it was like one of the only pool parties at the time when I was, I used to go when I was younger I dated this girl in, in uh, from Daytona that eventually moved to Vegas, and she worked there for a bit, and so she was able to get me some pretty good, um, pretty much take care of me out there. And um, essentially, he was like, dude, honestly, it's great money. He was like, it's my first year out here, but like, I'm starting to learn like the ins and outs of Vegas. He was like, I honestly think if you, if you move out here, you, you would be doing a killing because with your personality – and your ability to just like talk to people, you could pretty much network immediately out here and just do really well. And I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's something to think about. And then eventually, um, things were working out where it made sense for me to do like a six month, go to, to the U S and work out here. And then my idea originally was because my wife, we weren't married at the time. She had a six month visa to the U S so we could come for like six months and vacation, especially she could vacation. And since I'm a U.S. citizen, I could work out here for as long as I wanted to. And my idea was just to kind of 
show her around the States and then also work for a little bit because my friend was telling me that I could just work a summer, do really well. And then the idea was just to go back to Colombia. It wasn't really to originally stay. I mean, we couldn't. And so we cut, I tell my wife like, Hey, let's go to the States for, for a bit. Let's go to Florida, visit my family out there. And then let's make a road trip to Vegas and stay with my best friend. So you can meet them for the first time. And so I could give this whole Vegas thing a try as well. And she was totally open to it. So we go to Florida, we pack up, you know, whatever I have, um, just like a couple suitcases in, in my car, make the worst drive ever. <laughs> Don't ever make the drive through the South of the U S from Florida to Las Vegas. It is the most boring. Actually, it's, it's all right. Once you get to like Austin, Texas, I was visiting some friends out there. And then from there, I made the, the stupid decision to go from Austin through El Paso and kind of go do like a U through like El Paso and come back up through like Phoenix and going into Las Vegas. That drive from Austin to El Paso was literally the worst drive I've ever had in my entire life. It was 16 hours of no radio service. And I did, I, I was, I just wasn't prepared for it. I just, I didn't know this was a thing that there was areas in the U S at that point, this is five years ago. So technology, you know, it's been out for a bit. I didn't know there was like dead zones, like a lot of them out in, in, in parts of the U S I just, I didn't register, you know, driving through a desert and thinking that there was not going to be any service anywhere. And so I didn't like have like saved music on my, my cell phone near to my wife. Uh, we didn't have any movies. We didn't have anything. And all we had was radio and it was just radio silence for the whole 16 hours. There was like maybe every, every other hour that we were picking up like a radio station from Mexico, but it was like the worst Mexican radio. Like, and I'm a Hispanic, me and my wife are Hispanic, but it was like one of like the old fashioned, like Latin music. It was like, just like the worst. And it was like cutting in and out. So it wasn't even like a, a, a perfect station. It was that and then like static, like a, a government static like frequency. It was the weirdest thing. And so uh, we make it to Vegas. Um, my, my best friend pretty much tells me like, hey, you know, until you find a job, you could just stay with us. Honestly, if you don't find anything out here, you could just crash with us and just hang out for the whole time so we can catch up. And I was like, perfect, let's, let's do that. And so I moved there and he was telling me about like, this is like a second year in, in the industry. And now he's pretty much learned like kind of starting to learn the ins and outs of Las Vegas. And I was like, oh, dude, that's cool. And he was like, honestly, man, you should really start to like put out your resume to different pools because I, I, we moved. So we came and visited Vegas in March of 2015. Yeah, March of 2015. And it was end of March 2015. And so the pool, like the pool season was about to start in Las Vegas. And that's probably like the busiest time of the year is like the, the summer here in Las Vegas. And so he was like, you know, you better start like looking for a job right now. If you, that's like your plan to like work temporarily to make some money. Cause the reason why I wanted to do this is because the U S dollar, when I first moved to Colombia was really weak. And so like the Colombian peso was kind of on an equal footing with, with the dollar. It was like for every U S dollar, it was like two, like, uh, like 1800 Colombian pesos. And so, which worked out pretty well for me while I was making money in Colombia, but essentially uh, the economy in the U S started to become a lot stronger. Uh, we were coming to the end of the financial crisis. This is like at the, like near the end of the, the last term for Obama. And so the economy was doing super great and the U S dollar started to get stronger. It went from like 1800 pesos to like 
2400 So essentially, I was losing a third of my money all the time making money in Colombia. And I was like, this is not financially, this is just silly. I could go to the States, make a good amount of money out there and make the equivalent of what I could make out here in like three years and just a matter of six months. And so, especially from like what my friend was telling me and, and I trust him, you know, we, we know each other pretty well. Uh, we've been best friends for quite a while. And so I was like, let me, let me go out there. Let me see if I can make it work. And if I can make it work, that's great. I can, you know, make a ton of money and bring it back with me to Colombia, and, and me and my wife could just, uh, at the time, like I said, my girlfriend can just live like, like Kings out in Colombia for a while. And, um, come out here and he's, I was like, you know, how's your pool? He was like, honestly, if you want to, if we want to work together, you should probably work at a, uh, at a club, um, at a nightclub and pool party that I'm not working at. So like, if I have any groups, I can send them to you. And if you have any groups of people, you can send them to me. And I'll, all of this is new to me. I've never worked in this industry whatsoever. So like, it's all like Chinese when he's speaking to me. But essentially, uh, he tells me that he makes money off of every single person he gets into a, a, a club that he works at. And so he works at a, a place called Wet Republic. It's out of the MGM. It's like one of the most popular pool parties in Las Vegas. He was like, honestly, I don't have that. Uh, I don't have any connections with anyone that works at Dre's, which is a nightclub and pool party out of the Cromwell on the Strip, or Marquee Nightclub or Day Club, which is a, a, a nightclub and pool party out of the Cosmopolitan Hotel. And I was like, cool. Let me just go to those places. He was telling me like Fridays the the pool the parties are open, and so Friday day I, I was just kind of going taking my wife um, through the Strip and showing her around. And I made sure to have a couple of resumes with me. I made sure to dress pretty, pretty good that day. And I stopped first at Cromwell because it was, it was closer to where I was staying with my best friend. He was living closer to that side of town. And so naturally when we were walking down the strip, I stopped there first, talked to Nico. Um, who's like, um, he's, he was a host, but at the time or no, yeah, he was always a host, but, um, he was like, like the head host, and there's like uh, promoters and hosts in the nightclub industry. And eventually I'm going to talk about these things for anyone that's living in Las Vegas and having to listen to this, you could just skip this entire week because <laughs> everyone that I'm friends with pretty much works in this industry. So they, they're all familiar with this, but essentially for anyone else that's not familiar with Las Vegas, there's promoters and a promoter's purpose. And so I'm going to be using these terminologies terminologies a lot. So it's better to, if I describe it now, a promoter is someone where essentially their job is just to get guys and girls on a guest list essentially where they they trade um they their job is just to fill up the club and so for every person that they get into the club they get an x amount of money per person that they bring into the club and a host his job is just to look for uh spenders so spenders are people that are willing to spend money on bottle service and bottle service the benefit to get a bottle service is you get a little bit more vip treatment you get into the club a lot faster you have your own designated table you have a cocktail waitress you have your own security and you, uh, depending on how much money you set as a reservation, depends on the location you have at the club with your table. So you can be closer to the dance floor, or you can have a really n- a cheaper, like budgeted table that's like away from the dance floor. Uh, but it doesn't require as much of a reservation to have that area booked. And so um, each one has their, their own different job. And so Nico's a host at Dre's. I, I don't even know who this guy is. I just approach him, and he tells me, "Yeah, they're looking for promoters. I'll, I'll forward your resume." to one of the promotions managers when he comes in. I was like, okay, cool. Then I make my way to the uh, to the Cosmopolitan and I go to the ropes over there. And the ropes are essentially where they, uh, they use these ropes to just kind of block off like the general public from entering into the club. 
And I approached the ropes and I talked to one of the security and then they bring out one of the promotions managers at the time. His, uh, his name is Levon. He doesn't work there anymore, but um, he actually left. Uh, I was like his last hire before he left. But um, he uh, comes up to me. He's like, hey, uh, your resume looks great. He was like, can you interview this this coming Wednesday? Um, which is like less than five days away. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. I got super excited because, you know, I know once I get an interview, like I'm set, I brought this up in, in previous podcasts. So I was like, oh my God, this is cool. I'm probably going to be working here at Marquee. So I had my interview on Wednesday and yeah, I landed a job at Marquee. And from that point forward, it was four years of just the, the craziest three and a half years of the craziest experiences I could ever have. Um, like some of the craziest stories I could ever talk about when it comes to like people in general comes from like my time working in a nightclub and pool party here in Las Vegas. So Marquis is one of the very few clubs where they're, they have both their pool party and nightclub in the same venue. And so it's cool. So during the day, it's the same venue. It's just like certain sections are open and others aren't. And at night, it's the same thing. You just can't jump into the pool. Um, but it's, they have a big indoor club and then they have the outside area as well. And I, dude, I've never been exposed to this kind of stuff. And like, again, when I used to come to Vegas, it wasn't really DJs at the time. It was like more like just music that was just, it was just like music, like top 100 music that was being played. Like now Vegas was like the top biggest DJs all around the world would come to my club every single weekend and play. And it was like that everywhere else. And through the course of working for Marquee, I learned just the, millions of avenues to make money it blew my mind this is the city right now that's why it's also very impacted like you know even for myself i don't even work in the industry anymore but i still made money from it and it's one of those cities where once you know the ins and outs and you network with the right people and you learn just the the job and everything and i'm going to spend the time to explain it through this week so for a lot of people that are interested you know, once COVID-19 disappears, this, this, the city's going to come back. It, it, it has before, you know, from the financial crisis, it was impacted pretty hard. And uh, the city, again, will come back as well. But it's going to take time for sure. Um, but it is a, an insane city to make money from. Essentially, from the moment someone books a flight to Las Vegas, you can make money on their hotel stay, on their on their limo service, on their bottle service in the limo, strip clubs, nightclubs, um, um, liquor stores, uh, help me out here, people, like all like entertainment venues, like uh, shows, um, I mean, everything, literally anything Vegas related, if you generate traffic for these venues, you make money off of it. And depending on the venue, you can make anywhere from, let's say just from $2 a person all the way up to like 50 to $100 a person. And so do the math, if you have, and, and we're dealing, if you're uh, someone that's really good at this, you're dealing with a good amount of traffic. At first, I used to take this very serious, but after a while, I just got so complacent with the job. I, I just, I, I didn't want to work hard. And and when I came to the states, I, my my philosophy is that like my time is more valuable to me than than um than anything else than the money or anything. And for other people, even including my best friend and some of the people that I've met that were like mentors to me that I learned, I moved very quickly in this industry and I, I got to like see the like the highs of the money the chain to like the, the lowest points as well from like not working at all. But when I actually put in an effort, man, it was stupid money 
in a span of just four to five months. And this is one of those cities where if you wanted to, essentially you could come here for summers only hustle your ass and make six figure income in in three to four months. If you knew what you were doing, you could easily do it. I, I have friends that do it all the time. Um, but that's what this podcast is going to be about. It's going to be pretty much the ins and outs about understanding the, the industry out here in Las Vegas, how you can make money, some, uh, tips and tricks. Like I learned the, uh, from, um, even like respectable people, people that have been working in this industry forever that make godly more money than, than I could ever make. I mean, we're talking about half a million dollars plus in this industry, people that still respected my time because I learned certain things and technologies and and ways to implement certain things to make people's lives a lot easier. And so I'm going to talk about those things and share that stuff. So for some people that are in Las Vegas that want to learn about, uh, these things, I could, I'm going to go over some, some things that I used to do where literally I didn't for a whole year, I didn't work. I just used my book of business and I had a system in place where I didn't do any work whatsoever. And I still cleared 80 grand in a year. Um, doing absolutely nothing. I'm serious. Like literally nothing, just getting drunk the whole year. Not once doing anything off my phone and just making a stupid amount of money. Um, and so, uh, it just, it, it was just wild, the whole experience, but that's what this podcast is going to be about this entire week. I just want everyone to kind of get introduced to what the subject's going to be about. I'm going to go over a lot of terminology for people and I'm going to, again, go over essentially how you can get involved in the industry if you want. And if you do want to pick my brain about it, by all means, you could definitely reach out to me as well. Right now, it's not the right time, but you know, as early as next year, because we're coming to the end of the summer and summer is really the only good time to make money in Las Vegas, um, like late spring and the whole summer and, and maybe early fall. But so it's like six months, six months out of the year, it's like from end of February-ish to the right before Halloween is like the, the prime to make all the money you can in Las Vegas. And then you have some pockets of, of areas where you can make a ton of money as well, like New Year's Eve. Um, and that's it, honestly, like New Year's Eve. But anyways, uh, I want to thank you guys again for your time. I hope you guys get excited about this. This is going to mean a, a lot. And I'm going to be sharing a lot of stuff that I, I've been keeping secret for a long time and only certain people know about it. And so, um, I just want to thank you guys again for, for everything. And I, actually, I might start off tomorrow's podcast with just now. Nah, now, nah, you're going to have to get invested in the podcast. I'm not even going to tell you when I'm going to bring up these secrets. So if you if you care about it this time around, you're going to have to listen to these podcasts. But anyways, yeah, just want to thank you guys again. And I will catch you guys mañana. Peace.